Hey everyone, welcome to episode 114 of the Twim Show. This is your host Adi Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of June 20th, 2022. So first of all, we're going to start off with Shopify. Shopify is something that we don't cover a whole lot on our show, but there's something this happened this week that I think it's warrants that we spend some time with Shopify. So number one, Shopify has announced or held this event called Shopify Edition this week. Uh, uh, and they're gonna, they're saying this is gonna something they're gonna host twice a year, semi-annual event. And they made a bunch of announcements like product updates, things like that. And you should check out our show notes where I'll, there will be a lot more details around it. But there's a bunch of stuff around it, um, a lot of product innovations, things like that. A few things that you should know and it matters to you if whether you are a small business owner who sells product and services online, probably either you're using WooCommerce or Shopify or you're a service provider who helps clients who have clients who are using Shopify. Either way, this is something you should know. Shopify has this new thing called Shopify Audiences, which is basically a new marketing tool that helps Shopify plus merchants find new customers using Shopify's unique view on purchase intents and their merchant network to help identify buyers who are probably going to be uh, looking for your product. And then what you do is you create and export these high interest audiences to ad platforms like Facebook and you run ads and they've given like a lot of data. So let me break it down and tell you how this all works. Basically, what happens is Shopify has a network of small business, uh, you know, websites that sells product and services. So Shopify says, you know, we kind of have figured out who are these people. Like, you know, for example, it's just similar to Facebook, like audience targeting. And Shopify has better data because, you know, obviously you end up purchasing through Shopify. Shopify is basically mining those data, keeping those data, saying, you know what, hey, Sajid bought such and such things. Sajid typically buys like you know t-shirts so he's potentially likely to buy things like that Sajid spends this like this kind of dollar amount per month per month things like that so you know again my company could create a custom audience list and they're going to Shopify is going to hash that list and give it to my company my company is going to take that list and not be able to show the ad directly but pass it on to Facebook and then you can show those ads to you know Sajid which is me saying hey you might be interested in this and then chances are there's a high chance of converting overall this is basically I would say I wish if Facebook had a Facebook shop that really took off, this is something Facebook would have crushed. But, you know, because there are two different companies, unless Facebook buys Shopify, uh, which would not happen because Shopify is a public company, even though you can buy a public company, but I don't think um, Shopify would sell it to Facebook. But anyway, uh, and it would probably not go through antitrust reviews. But anyway, coming back to the point here is that this is kind of cool and neat. Um Given like, you know, Shopify has the umbrella overview of who these people are making purchases on the Shopify network or Shopify stores across the globe and Shopify can create like, you know, this list for you that you can probably feed it off to. Uh, Facebook and then run ads and things like that. In the future, Shopify may run a Shopify ads platform itself and not like send this data off off to Facebook. But that's just me thinking, you know, two years down the road. But I have a feeling, you know, this is why give the data to Facebook and why not run your own ad ad platform and put it in there. 
Okay. The other notable things is that Shopify has B2B, uh, uh, you know, warehouse or wholesale market solutions. That's something you should know about. The other thing is, so if you're selling to B2B, like wholesale, this is something maybe you'd be able to use. Shopify has an offline payment stuff. So, you know, this is directly going into um, what's it called? Square and all these other brands where you can have POS terminals connects to the Shopify, uh, you know, storefront and inventory management, things like that. The last thing you want to know is local inventory on Google. Obviously, it could, if you have a storefront and you have a Shopify website, basically selling online and offline, you can connect the two and Shopify is going to be able to push your things into Google Merchant Center so that you don't have to do it, um, you know, separately. This is good. Uh, inventory is managed in one place. Overall, lots of good updates. And I'm going to actually go ahead and put the link to all this stuff into the show notes. So if you're really interested about learning more about this, uh, you should check it out. With that, let's move on to the next update. Oh, and this is something I forgot in the last update is like, you know, uh, Shopify did uh, launch an integration with Twitter. Uh, so now you could basically show your product and services into Twitter as well. Like, as you can see, Shopify is like, you know, making roadways and headways into things that uh, Facebook hasn't done just because Facebook started like, you know, doing Facebook shop. But if you do Facebook shop, you're on Facebook land. Instead, what's doing is Shopify made partnership with Google. And then now you could say, you know, hey, you can load Shopify product data into Google. And now you're updating your inventory in real time. Now with Twitter, if you have a Twitter business professional, professional account, you could be able to like, you know, push your product into Twitter and people on Twitter would be able to see, click in it. And when they click on it, they come back to Shopify. So Shopify is going to be the platform of choice for now until something bigger comes in. With that, let's move on to the other stuff. Uh, the other update from Twitter is that Twitter releases uh, has released this thing called Twitter Write, which is a notes feature. I will tell you, this is amazing because, you know, tweets are usually 200 and some characters, right? And if you have to have something shared more long to share, you have to write multiple tweets and sub, you know, thread it and things like that. Now you can create a blog on Twitter and then you can publish a tweet and that is connected to your blog, right? With images and long form and things like that. And of course, you know, your title of your blog cannot be more than 100 words and your note cannot be more than 2,500 words. But other than that this is amazing so for example we publish the twim show so instead of publishing it on the on our website uh, with all the blogs and all this embedded embedded stuff we could start to publish it in on twitter as twitter writer obviously twitter write is not available to everyone they just released it to select accounts but when it does we can create it in there everything is in there uh, and then just to have one tweet. Now, the drawback over here is that one thing I will think about it is like, number one is Twitter, what if they delete my account, right? What if something happens? If I get taken down, I lose it. I don't have control. On my website, I have control over things like who is coming to my website, pixeling them, things like the audience management, things like that. So what's the solution? What I would probably do is we'd probably do the show summary on Twitter, right? like we would do it in any other platform and then have them come back to our website for the longer form of content. So it's the best of both worlds. With that, let's move on to the next update. 
LinkedIn has updated their event management engagement. Why am I saying event management? Event engagement options and simplifies repost process. So what that basically means is that LinkedIn, obviously, every engage event engage events are taking off. About two hundred twenty-four thousand events being added to the app each week. Now you can like you know comment on those events in prior, during, or after the event, and you can like you know people who like it can see it. People who are part of that event can see things like that, but they will not get notified unless you tag someone directly. Like unless you tag me to that event, I will not see the notification, but you're going to see this. So basically, the LinkedIn is making it way for you to engage, uh, spend some more time on the platform. So that's one. The second thing is LinkedIn is doing is simplifying the repost process. You know how on Twitter you have this option, retweet and retweet with comments, things like that. LinkedIn is making like that. When you go to share, you could just repost that uh, article or update or you could just add it with your comment. Either or. Um, that's where I will end it with that because because there are so many other stuff to come uh, cover. I will just move forward into the next update, which is into the Google land, SEO land. And there are quite a few updates this week on the SEO land. One is, will Google crawl URLs and structured data? This was a question asked to John Mueller during his SEO office hours. And he says, look, Sometimes people put uh, links in the structured data. Now, if you're not sure what structured data is, you should read our blog that's coming up um, this week or next next week, actually, next day, because we really go over, over what is structured data and why you should use it. Now, coming back, uh, what Google is saying, John Miller is saying, look, sometimes we will read, sometimes we will not. If you really want a link to be read by Google when it crawls your website, you should definitely go ahead and put it in HTML tags and put wraparounds it with what this link is all about, where is this is taking, things like that. So that the crawler knows what it is doing, it's more intelligent. We John Miller is saying, look, I'm not going to confirm or deny because sometimes we will read links that are embedded in structured data. Sometimes we won't. So don't rely on it. It's a, you know, up there if you really want a link that really you want google bot to crawl or don't crawl if you don't want it to crawl do a robots.txt and disallow it but if you really want google bot to crawl a link put it in plain html tags uh, put some you know information on what this link is talking about and then we will go ahead and crawl it and add it to our index with that the while we're on the topic of crawling, Google has come out and Google has actually updated uh, their documentation and they says Google will only crawl and index the first 15 megabytes of your website. So if you have a very, very long page or very, very long PDF, Google is probably not going to go beyond the first 15 megabytes. Uh, you know, having said that, you definitely want your web page to load fast. Uh, you definitely want it to be indexed fast. So I would say try to keep your page light and don't worry about, oh, I have a 10,000 word uh, page because you know what? Google is going to uh, index the first 15 megabytes unless you have a lot of images. Okay. Talking about images, Google came out and they said, hey, images can have neg can impact your rankings. In fact, images can actually have a negative impact if you do not use images with dimensions uh embedded into the HTML code. So what that means is like when you put an image into your website, you should definitely uh, put in the width and the height attributes in the HTML tag because if you don't do it, what's going to happen during loading time, obviously the image 
size is gonna get bigger and bigger. It's gonna replace and it's gonna shift the layout. And when that shift layout shifts, it's you're gonna you know your cumulative layout score is gonna change. And when that basically helps, it's gonna impact your ranking. So with that, Google's best advice is that folks use image width and height attributes in your HTML code. With hope that helps. Next up, uh, on the SEO front, uh, Google has also come out and says you know keyword. Keywords in domain names are overrated. So what that basically means is like, you know, there are some bad SEO advisors out there saying, you know what, flowers to go, flowers direct, those domains fetch like thousands of dollars because, oh my God, we are not only get like people are going to remember us, but people will also, we're going to get SEO juice. Like for example, our website is marketandgrow.com. Now we don't get any special favors or special SEO juice from Google for having market and grow in our website name. It's just easier to for people to remember us, right? So that's what Google is saying. Don't fall for those tricks. Nothing happens. What matters is having good quality content so that people can find the answers to and you should pick a name that will uh, you know help your business in the long run. Okay, Next up, <clears throat> on the Google front, uh, Google is saying it's okay to link your WhatsApp number or fax number on your website. There are some advices going on saying don't look, uh, don't add your website. Google is going to give give you negative, uh, you're going to have a negative impact on your SEO score. Things like Google is saying, no, folks, that doesn't matter. Add it if you want to add it. But no, obviously, I will tell you, don't add it because you know if you do it, a lot of spammers are going to call you. You're going to get constant phone calls. Uh, we don't have our web phone number on the website because of that reason. We don't put phone numbers because... People are going to spam us. As it is, we get enough spam. I don't think we need more spam. Fill out a contact us page or contact form and we will get to you, uh, you know, whenever we can. Talking about, you know, other stuff, you know, Google has announcements or updates for you for product variant pages. What are, this is primarily for e-commerce websites. Uh, basically, if you're an e-commerce product company and let's say you sell, sell shoes in red and blue. Google is saying, you know, if you want your search results to show up, uh, you know, you have a product variant, right? You have shoes, but you have a variant of red and a variant of blue. If you want both of them to show up, or if your product results to show, if your products show up in a Google search results, a product search results, you want to make sure that, you know, your products are unique, uh, have the two different pages. If they're in same different pages, uh, you make sure that, you know, there is a way to identify that they're two different products. If not, we're not going to show you in Google search, Google product search. Uh, and we are going to, I'm going to go ahead and put all the details about what to do and what not to do in the show notes. So obviously you have to go check it out. But all I'm saying is that if you have a website um, and you have different versions of the same product, um, you want to make sure that the, there are specific rules you're following when you create the product URL. If not, you're not going to get the SEO juice. Now, if you say, Sajid, I don't care about the SEO juice because you know what? We run our paid traffic. Good for you. Amazing. I'm happy for you. However, you definitely want uh, free traffic. Who doesn't want free traffic? Because that's going to be free money for you. But if you hate money and but you're still in business, I would want to ask you why you're in business. Okay. With that, uh, also with the product variant pages, I will tell you, you have to make one of the page, uh, the primary page, which is putting in the canonical, canonical tag on it. Uh, you know, you can you you have to put one of the URLs as the canonical URL for the product, which is basically say, hey, this is the master page, and off of this page, everything else comes off. Like this is the shoe page, and then from there we have the red, blue, white, green, whatever shoes you have. Hope that helps. With that, let's move on to the next update. 
which is Google is changing the requirements for local service ads. Okay, uh, this applies to people such as bro- real estate brokers and agents, lawyers for personal injuries, HVAC services, cleaning ho- home cleaning services, tree care and roofing. So what they're saying is like the process to clean, uh, process to create local service ads has not changed. But you know previously you had to have one review to be able to create these ads. Now you have to have a minimum of five reviews. And I feel like you know what Google is doing is kind of you know. You know, putting the bar high so that, you know, everyone can put one review. You can write your own review or you can create a fake account and do it. Uh, Google wants, you know, obviously Google wants to send you to high quality service provider. So they said you want to have five reviews. I don't see anything wrong with it. So if you're a realtor, broker, uh, agent, realtor, broker or agent, or lawyer for personal injuries, HVAC service provider, clean, home cleaning, tree care or roofing, you probably want to take attention of that. Okay, with that, the last update for this week is an update from Google's, Google had an SEO day. Uh, There, John Mueller went in and talked about it. Uh, He basically talked about uh, page experience, which is very big. We have blogs on it, Uh, talked about it a lot on uh, on the show. Page experience matters. You want to make sure, you know, uh, you have you know, a good biggest content uh, list, content full paint, LCP, first input delay and cumulative left shift layout is all good because, you know, they use the score to figure out who's at results to show. And now they're using a new, uh, they have a new field called interactive to next page, INP. It's a new statistics. They haven't started using it, but they're going to start using it in the future. Uh, the other stuff you want to know about the video images, uh, text on video and images takes on a more prominent role. Google now has a WordPress plugin for creating web stories. You want to think about it. Uh, I didn't know that. So I'm glad I do this show because now I know this. We have to look into it before more this week. Authentic product reviews are factored into rankings. So do not try to game the system, folks. I've talked about it. Uh, this makes a big difference. Uh, but you know, if you have good product reviews, Google is going to give you SEO juice. Google is going to put your product in front because after all, you will stop going to Google if you don't get good results to your search queries, right? It's just something very natural, very basic, but some people often forget it. Okay, we, And when you try to game the system, Google finds out they're not happy. They're going to ban you for life. Okay. With that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. This is your host, Aziz Islam. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.